new Scouting Radio on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Scouting Radio. YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash Scouting Radio Studios. Or as a podcast, search Scouting Radio on your favourite app store. Hello everyone, it's Justin Dawson with you. It has been a while. It has been far too long of a while because a lot of things have been happening behind the scenes with Scouting Radio. We have a brand new website and um, of course I think it is so essential that we launched a brand new website um, just during COVID-19 and the whole idea of scouting indoors at the moment guys because well we can't do anything, we can't go anywhere or whatever but stay at home means saving people's lives and that's I think what is the crucial point that we have to make. In Ireland, um, at the moment, we are in lockdown. People don't like using the word lockdown, but let's be honest. Um, we have a two-kilometre radius of where to go unless it is essential. And our police force has been given more controls of um, not allowing people to go beyond the two-kilometre distance unless it is essential. All our schools are closed, all our creches are closed, and of course, because of that, all our youth groups are closed, including scouting. So we're trying to bring scouting back virtually, and this is what we have been doing with Scouting Radio since 2005. Should you like to get in contact with us, you can visit our website, www.scoutingradio.com. That is our website. And um, you will see that we have the live Facebook feed that is going on on facebook.com forward slash Scouting Radio. If it's not live, it is you can watch it back on demand uh, by just visiting us on our official website or on Facebook. And we're also available on YouTube. And uh, you can also tweet us and add your comments on the Facebook page. And we love if you like, comment and subscribe to Scouting Radio. We really uh, enjoy that. I should really have silenced my phone before I started this broadcast. Let me do that. It's just the world of technology nowadays, guys, that um, you have everything going on in the background as well. Um, so, yeah, and with the fact that we can't travel. No, I'm not sitting on the side of a lake. It does look beautiful. This is a virtual background uh, for our studio background here in Scouting Radio. Uh, studio at scoutingradio.com. That is our email address. And uh, let's remind you of how you can view and listen to us. View Scouting Radio on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Scouting Radio. YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash Scouting Radio Studios. Or as a podcast, search Scouting Radio in your favourite app store. Now, I'm linked up with Colin Walker in the UK studios. Colin is our scout historian that uh, manages scouting milestones. He talked about rover scouts back in the day and what they did as acts of service and what we're hoping to do with scouting radio which is pretty much hear from you guys what are you doing both in scouting to keep yourself busy in the great indoors as it's been um punned or are you helping out in different service ways whether it be in ireland for example we have the post office uh, handing out A4 pages which you can fold which then make A5 pages and you can write a letter to your granny or your grandparents or you, anyone you like or even nursing homes and send it in the post free of charge and on post and the postman will deliver them for you. I think that's fantastic. A lot of scouts are helping on the front lines whether you are a hospital worker, a firefighter as an adult and do scouting in your spare time we applaud you here at scouting radio and we also want to hear from every age group of what you are doing to help the frontline staff or make a difference and serve your community which is all part of the scout law and promise get in touch with us studio at scoutingradio.com that is our email address facebook.com forward slash way we are broadcasting live and let's have a listen to what Colin Walker had to say earlier today. I'm delighted to be back with you, communicating at last. Now, 
we're in a crisis and as scouts when we're in a crisis for inspiration who do you think we should look for guidance from well you've guessed it and here he is i brought him along with me and there he is like can that. you see him i like that yes does well it, does he come good old bp saw out a few crises in his time doesn't he mm -hmm. and he sent us some guidance so i'm going to relay this guidance to you could call it what to do in a crisis well scouting he says scouting he says was born out of crisis wasn't it because we all know that bp was the hero of the siege of mafeking and in mafeking there were approximately a, a thousand soldiers and there were besieged with 6,000 soldiers around the outside. Now, as big a crisis as that, we're not likely to encounter. And one of the things that Baden-Powell did was he used the Mafeking cadets to run messages, relieving the soldiers who were the messengers to go fight in the trenches. And so was formed what Baden-Powell called his first Boy Scout. Campfire Arms, number one, scouting for boys, January 1908, the Mafeking Cadets. He called them his first Boy Scouts. And they were born out of adversity, weren't they? Mm -hmm. So Baden Powell then went on to form his, his Scouts in 1908. And he wrote our promise. And the tail end of the promise is to help other people at all times. Now that is in our promise. That is what we are destined to do because he told us that is what he wanted from his Boy Scouts. And in 1914, the start of the Wolf Cub section, right at the beginning of another great conflict, the Cub Scout section was formed, the Wolf Cubs as they were called at the time. Cubs, do your best. Baden-Powell exhorted the Cubs to do a good, good turn to people every day. So where we have two sections of the movement now, one formed in nine, Scouts 1908, Cubs 1914. And after the end of the First World War, we have the Rover Scout section was formed for older people returning from the war mainly soldiers and Bain Powell invented this brand new section with a very very clear motto service which is another way of saying what we've already heard that he wanted his cubs to do and what he wanted his scouts to do the whole purpose of Bain Powell developing scouting was that we should be useful and that was his own prescription for what we Cub Scouts, Explorers, Network, the whole caboodle, we are to be useful. And for that reason, he instituted the proficiency badge system. I hope you've got a lot of them. Right, so these proficiency badges, were they for the purpose of making us feel good? Were they for the purpose of decorating our uniforms with colorful bits of cloth? No, they were so that we could gain the skills to be useful and that by wearing the badges people would see the badges and know that we could be useful so that was what it was all about now we've talked about the first world war very very briefly and then that led on to the second world war now as it just happens i've written a book about scouting in the first world war and it's big book now, really, I should have one here to show you, shouldn't I? It's a big book. But let me tell you, that book is full of what scouts did in the First World War. And I, if I'd had the room, could have written five books equally as big because it was never ending. And we haven't got time now to go into the things that scouts did in the First World War. But you can read all about them on, this, on the Radio Scouting website. So. Then came the Second World War, by which time rovers had been invented. And as it just so happens, I've written a book on the Second World War. And again, it's never ending. The usefulness of scouts in the First and Second World War 
was amazing. And this was a time of immense conflict, greater than we'd ever seen before. And scouts were right at the front, whether they were at the home front or they were abroad doing national service. What they did was amazing. And nowhere was it more amazing in all the stories that I heard about Second World War, the one that sticks out in my mind today, because by telling you this story, I hope you'll see the useful and relevance to the situation that we're in today. And I am talking about the Rover Scouts, who were soldiers, airmen and sailors. Of course, they got captured in the same ratio as all other forces personnel. And Changi Jail is in Singapore. So when Singapore was overrun by the Jap Japanese in 1941, along with the civilian population of British people, they were taken to Jang Changi Jail and they were separated into the servicemen and the civilians. And the servicemen in Changi Jail had people who had been scouts in their younger days, some of whom were even rovers. And there was one person whose name was Padre Rowan or Rowan McNeil, MC, stands for Military Cross. He'd been a soldier in the First World War and he'd gained his military cross for his bravery, but he was totally sickened by the destruction and death in the First World War. So he went back to Australia and he took holy orders and he became, he became a vicar. So when 1938-39 arrived, he joined the Australian forces. He was shipped out to Singapore. And so he ended up inside Changi Jail. So his first thought was with all these, all these men with a great deal of time and not a lot of, not a lot to do. Now, does that, is that, does that give you a, re a resonance for today? Yes. A great deal of time and not a lot to do. He decided he would form a rover crew in Changi Jail. And in fact, he went on to form three separate rover crews in Changi Jail. Now, I want you to just get inside the mindset of a prisoner of the Japanese in 1941 in Changi Jail. The Japanese people thought that to surrender was dishonorable. And so if you were a prisoner, you were a dishonorable person and you weren't going to be treated very well. And they also had, a, had an ethic, which is if you didn't work, then you didn't get fed. So sickness was rife. Death by maltreatment was rife. It was a total hell hole. And people were dying all over the place. So Padre O'Neill, Padre McNeil could see the purpose of forming his rover crews. And when they were formed, he gave them three instructions. Instruction number one, when you go around this place, he said, as dire as it is, I want you to smile. Now that sounds strange because it was a hellhole. There was not a lot to smile about. So what was, what, what was his philosophy? What was he trying to achieve by that? Well, let's try it. Justin, look at me. <laughs> right, I'm smiling. You're smiling back because it's infectious. Yes. So we're at a time now of, of national crisis. And everybody is miserable. And if we can cheer each other up by the simple act of smiling, it makes everybody feel better. Try it. Just try it. We're locked down. You're living with people who are sick of looking at your face because they can't do a lot. We're all feeling a bit miserable. Smile. Okay. So the second thing that Padre O'Neill instructed his rovers to do was he said, every rover scout in this place should have a buddy, a friend. Whether or not it's another rover scout, doesn't matter. In fact, it's better if it's not another rover scout. And you're going to look out for that person and they're going to look out for you. 
and historians of the Second World War put that, that simple message down as to saving thousands of men's lives. Because the prisoners in Changi were shipped out of Changi, it was called Up Country, to all other Japanese prisoner of war camps. So there were rover scouts who had been with Padre McNeil, who were put into other prisoners of war camp, and they carried out the same thing. So thousands of men was lives were saved because when soldiers got dysentery, there's nobody to look out for them but their buddy. And that's how it worked. So, so that saved a lot of people's lives. And then the third and most amazing of all, his instructions was this. He said, we are going to win this war. Now, how the hell he could say that, nobody only knows, because nobody could possibly tell. So I think you probably remember that the war in Japan ended when the atomic bombs exploded in 1945. Well, nobody could have known that was going to happen. And on the face of it, we weren't winning the war. So how, how the heck they all decided that we're going to win the war? Premise number one. Premise number two, we are going to go back to Blighty. We're going to go back to Britain. Premise number three is when we get there, there will be a shortage of scout leaders. So they copied out part A and part B of the Woodpatch course from memory, wrote it down on paper and distributed it around the Rover Scouts of Changi Gichao. Now we should remind ourselves that any two or three people meeting together was a punishable offence by the Japanese. If they had discovered what was going on, the people would have, who, who were found to be doing this would have been mistreated at the worst, at, at the best, and executed at the worst. But they all worked on their wood badge course. And when they'd finished, they were awarded a wood badge certificate, which was made by an artist in the camp. And when they got back to Britain, the Scout Association recognized their wood badge course. Now, in the course of writing my book on the Second World War, I was very, very fortunate enough to read, meet a wonderful old scout called Alec Brown, who was the, scout the rover scout leader of one of the crews in Changi. And he had some fantastic stories to tell. And he had a grown-up son that was called Rowan, Brown, named after Padre Rowan McNeil, which tells you just what esteem Rowan O'Neill was, McNeil was held in. So, three simple instructions. When these men came back from Changi in 1945, the Scout Association recognized their wood badge certificate, and most of them, including Alec Brown, spent their rest of their lives in service of scouting. Now, can we learn anything from that? Well, I think we can. We've already said just smiling is helpful. We've, we've just said that the buddy system, looking after each other, is essential. And the final instruction was to continue with your training Continue with your scouting so that when times get better, you're in the best position to help. Now, to me, that's a very, very pertinent message for us in this situation. And it applies to every section. Now, in Ireland, I understand, Justin, that you have squirrels in Northern yeah, Ireland. In Northern Ireland, yes, we do. Yeah. Right, well, even squirrels, even squirrels can devise cards, can't they? And yep. messages to send to their to send to their grandparents. Because as a grandparent myself, I tell you for sure there is nothing that will cheer them up more than getting a message from their grandchildren. Mm -hmm. So you good people who are leaders of squirrels, of of uh, young the younger sections of the movement, uh, beavers then you could be encouraging them. I'm sure you are doing, but you could be encouraging them 
to make these cards and find other methods, more high-tech methods of communicating on a regular basis with older people. Because older people are in severe lockdown. I know, because I am one. Yes, and we, we, we must actually add to all our listeners and viewers that we struggled for about 15 to 20 minutes to get, for Colin to get his video working this evening. So if we know for a fact, Colin, that eight, nine, ten-year-olds have figured out how to use technology better than even the two of us put together. So I'm sure if they borrowed mom or dad's phone, they can make small little videos and be able to send them to people to make them feel good of what they are doing in scouting as well. Even if they are working on a badge, this is the way to do it. Also sending messages to even hospices and showing them how they have created flowers or art that they're going to send to the hospices. Let's bring it back to basics, Colin. We could easily send letters because once upon a time there was scribe badges and once upon a time there was pen pal badges. Why can't we start doing that again? Absolutely. Absolutely. So that takes us back, doesn't it, to, to, to Changi Jail and the messages of, of Rowan McNeil. We've got, we've got to get people smiling. We've got to be a buddy to everybody. The best way of doing that is through the communications that we have today. The leaders that I know in scouting locally, as I'm sure you are, are doing their best to use the new media to keep us all in contact. But then the final message was to continue your scouting and continue your training, even in adversity. This is a good time to do it. We've all got lots of time. Mm -hmm. Baden Powell devised the badge system so that we could be more useful. Let's do those badges now. Let's get those skills. Let's keep together, work together, follow our scouting, and we will come through. Well, I must send you a link, Colin, to Heather Roney and her son has a 3D printer. I'm very impressed in this. Even I, as a techie wizard, don't have a 3D printer. Quinn has answered requests from local hospitals with help of creating ear guards, which are across the back of the head to hold on the face mask. He downloaded the actual design, sends it to his 3D printer, and he has, is printing a couple of hundred of these at a time to send to his nearby hospital to use on the front lines. I think that is fantastic. Some people, some scouts are just using old neckerchiefs and finding ways of making temporary face masks that could be used as once off as well. I think these are people that are really thinking outside the box. And this, yes, this is exactly because. This is a global pandemic and there are 42 million scouts worldwide. That's one heck of a lot of brain power. Mm -hmm. and we've just heard of one, one young scout there that's come up with something that's absolutely fundamental. We can all do it. As leaders, we should be encouraging our young people to come up with their solutions of what they can do to help make the world a better place. So here at Scouting Radio, we want to hear what your cubs, beavers, scouts, explorers, ventures are coming up with. And we want to be able to relay those on Scouting Radio so that other people can take forward those ideas and employ them in their situation. And so to that end, we are going to devise a little certificate. If you do, encourage your group to take part in this scheme to send radio scouting your ideas as to what we can do to help make things a little easier than they are at the moment we will put them on the radio scouting and we'll send you this little certificate which at better times would have pride of place in your group meeting place absolutely and we're not saying to uh, we ask you to adhere to the rules and regulations in your country for 
safe distancing and so forth. But there's nothing to say that people can't send letters, do colouring. Like I walk out onto my street, people are still colouring the paved stones and set with chalk and placing messages for people when they are walking around to see. I think that's brilliant. I, I've seen people over in Australia who have set up and devised teddy bears on lampposts that are tied at distance where they're asking young kids to go in on a little teddy bears picnic or trail to find all the teddy bears just to right. get out walking. I just think these ideas are fantastic. If so, you can work these ideas, think outside the box, listeners. Yes. So when you get this certificate, which I hope you're going to, to try and achieve, it's going to have a scout badge on it. There's a surprise. And it's also going to have a smiley face on it because what remember what the Reverend Rowan McNeil said, smile at people and they'll smile back. Well, you can get in touch with Scouting Radio on our website, www.scoutingradio.com. Colin, we will have you back again. Um, in, and people, I have to say, a lot of your Northern Ireland friends, the last time I was up at a reunion, Scout Leader Reunion, a lot of my Northern Ireland friends have been asking, where has Colin Walker been hiding? It oh, it well, I've got something to show you here. Right. You recognise that badge? That is the Scouting Ireland badge from the Buffalo Patrol in 2019. So, right. okay. Was that created by any chance by a Tony Smith? No. No? No. Very impressive uh, word carving. That was given to me by what they called themselves the Irish contingent at the last Gilwell reunion, and I am very proud of it. So... I'm going to read you what it says on the back. It says, to Colin, for, for all the information and entertainment you have given us over the years. Now, isn't that, isn't that lovely? Whoever carved that is a, is, a, is a lovely old gentleman uh, who's been with his scout troop to Brownsea Island. When they were on Brownsea Island, he did a he did a community service because that's what scouts do. So he was helping to clear away clear away the undergrowth and the and the and the, and the bush. And he got permission to take out from it some sticks that would be suitable for making into scout staffs. And at the top of each stick, it's a scout, scout salute. And coming down the stick is a nice barley twist twirl. A, a regular this is one of my proudest possessions. <laughs> a, a regular listener to our program from Northern Ireland is uh, Tony Tony Smith, who collects scout badges and but avid scout co badge collector. And at the last reunion, he was asking, "Where is Colin Walker and where has he disappeared to off scouting radio?" And it's taken a pandemic to get him locked into his room because usually you're you're on the road a lot, aren't you, Colin? Yes, indeed. Not now. <laughs> <laughs> and, which means that we have Colin for a lot longer. And apart from doing this challenge for young and old scouts, we also have the old-fashioned show of challenge Colin with any questions you have on scouting-related topics. We have to bring it back and see, can anyone outdo the, the mind that is Colin Walker with all his knowledge? Of, of historic scouting. Um, actually, Colin, does, there is one story that you must look up for us in, in time. And do you know about a plane crash that happened in North County Dublin and scouts came to the rescue? I must, I must find the article. I think it was on a beach in Rush, but uh, it's, it, it's, in, it's in my vicinity. Have you ever heard of this plane crash? Yes, indeed. You have. <laughs> yes, it, it was it was a, um, a pioneer Irish aviator, uh, and of course we had our own pioneer English aviator, Baden Powell's brother, who was called Baden Baden Powell, mm -hmm. Baden Baden Powell. So oh, this this oh. Irish gentleman, um, he he crashed. Uh, 
you may be right with where you said the location was, but I thought it might have been more in a in a central island in the, in the bog. But you, you could be right. Whatever, the first people to arrive on the scene was an entire scout troop. That's right. That's correct. And so uh, I, the aviator whose name I I can easily find out was alive, and so um, they got him out and they. Uh, made the situation safe and as a result of that they were all awarded a medal now i think it was the silver cross which is the highest award in scouting next to the bronze cross right and the difference between the two is that the bronze cross is you effect a, re a, a rescue that could cost you your life wow okay. so it wasn't quite that bad they weren't going to die but they did the rescue and the whole scout troop were awarded. I think it was a silver cross, but I will find out more next time we speak. Absolutely, because I, I want to confirm, was it North County government or was it actually Drada? I, it could be one or, or, or both of them. Uh, so I, I will get the actual uh, information as well for the next show, because I think recently about four or five months ago, there was people that was searching for information of who were the scouts. And I think it was grandchildren that were actually trying to seek out who were the scouts that actually were involved in the rescue. So we shall- My, my memory is, is just ticking over now. And I seem to recall that this incident uh, was depicted by an artist and became the front page of the scout magazine wow so we can find that picture and put it on site that was colin walker and uh what uh he and i are rec and the scouting radio team in fact are recommending to get involved with scouting radio we're going to be making certs um to and if anyone sends us in information we will send you out a certificate saying that you made a difference during COVID 19. that's what we're doing and um, we also have badges. Let me hold that up. A badge to give away as well. And um, if you like to get, oh, I hit my head, elbow off the table mat. That's live TV and, and uh, broadcasting for you. Hitting your elbow and get, catching a funny bone. Um, <laughs> yes, we have certificates to give out as well. So if you like to um, tell us what you are doing, get in touch with us by Facebook, by YouTube, uh, by email or visit our website www.scoutingradio.com and here's a couple of clips from different people that have been sending us in stuff from around the globe have a look at this right i'm gonna try or attempt to make a pizza um on a Swedish Army mess kit. So we're going to give it a, a, a wee go here. So I already have pre prepared the flour. So heat up flour and yeast, milk, and olive oil. So, all done up, so perfect, so we'll cut up two, two mushrooms, very simple one of mushroom cheese and tomato which would be my favorite anyway right so so next what we do is we put a bit of, bit of sauce onto the pizza base like so, 
right? And then our mushrooms. Hello, Dan. There you are. Our cheese. So what I've done is a small piece of uh, made out of tin foil. And there we go. And this is our tin. And I'm going to show you how to make that grill later on. So I place the grill on top of the burner. There we go. And what we do now is we put the lid on. using the burner like a an oven so we'll give it another few minutes right so the pizza now has been on for 10 minutes so I'm gonna Take her off. Whoa. Wow. So here it is now. Oh, well, lovely. There we go. So, homemade pizza made in a Swedish mess tin. Hi there, this is my night in Norway shelter. I'm outside Kara's Fort, 
It's her suitcase with her essentials in it. Snacks, drink, sleeping bag, cover. Hi, I'm in my tent. I'm very excited to do my night not away at home. We've got snacks for the night. We've been torches. Set up for camp? Oh, yes, I am. What are you eating? Robins. Be alright tonight. Got my drink and my Doritos. I hope the warm water stays warm because the sun's due out tomorrow. Cheers. Looking forward to my bag. <laughs> for the night, nice little deck chair. Got my Bob Marley pillow. In my hammock, dressed as a bear, with a bear.
don't shame them. <laughs> Good night, everyone. I'm in the back garden tonight in a bivvy bag, which is no tent, but lots of stars. Morning, world. I wish you all good luck, stay safe, see you soon, goodbye. Thank you.
helping helping your community and scouting what activities are you playing are you meeting your groups in zoom we're going to think about doing a live zoom call and we're going to put up the details on our scouting radio website www.scoutingradio.com now it is essential that we follow child safety rules which you can find out all about on our website www.scoutingradio.com but it's going to be like a live jamboree and we can have i think about 100 people maybe a bit more in there and we will be controlling the meeting and we just want to hear from scouts from around the globe of what they're doing for the virtual indoor campfire and loads of scout groups have done this we want to make it a bit more international and sell scouting so if you want to get involved with that, we will be doing that in the next week or so. Please get in contact with us, studio at scoutingradio.com. It will be a password protected Zoom meeting. And um, so you may need to install Zoom on your computer. And um, we recommend that you do have headphones and a good microphone uh, so you can talk back. And we won't let everyone talk at once because that just gets really, really crazy. But we love to have the international flavor. Whether you can play guitar, whether you can tell us about some scout skills, when you can do some rope skills or whatever, there's so much going on uh, bringing indoor skills back to scouting. I know that we can't do everything. We can't light a fire inside our house, but a lot of people are doing outdoor barbecues and camping out in their gardens. We would love to hear from you. And even people that's going out with chalk and painting nice messages on the, the footpaths around your area. Or have you started doing, there was a, one in Australia, a teddy bears picnic where they actually got teddies and tied them to lampposts and let young beavers walk around and try and find all the little teddies that were around the area and have a little nap along the way. I think that's a fantastic idea, but keep your social distance as well. Love to hear from you. Let's tell you how you can get in contact with Scouting Radio. View Scouting Radio on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Scouting Radio, YouTube, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Scouting Radio Studios, or as a podcast, search Scouting Radio on your favorite app store.